Hello, welcome to the Thursday, November 12th, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Well, in case you missed it, we had another traffic analysis quiz by Brad, where he does present a PCAP of an actual infection. And then you get to analyze it. And in this case, figure out what kind of infection, what type of malware was used in this case. So pretty neat way to hone your skills. And of course, Brad will for sure shortly post a solution to this quiz. And the Open Source Security Foundation has published its first of real product after uh, being initiated this summer by the Linux Foundation. And that's a security scorecards for open source projects. The problem this is trying to solve is that when you're using a particular open source project, it's really hard to sort of uh, gauge how secure, insecure a particular project is. So uh, they're now publishing an automatable uh, scorecard that is uh, going to help uh, to judge the security posture of open source projects. So of course, this has a little bit uh, checklist feeling to it, but I think uh, the items they're looking for uh, do make sense. For example, is there a code review being done? They're really just checking if one is done, not whether or not it's uh, done right or wrong, or are they using, for example, uh, some fussing? Are they using some static code analysis? I think it makes a ton of sense. Of course, can always uh, find someone who says, hey, uh, but uh, if I just do a code review and I don't really uh, put any effort in it, I still have insecure software. That's not really what this is trying to solve. It just shows if you buy to do a code review that you have thought at least somewhat about security and it's better than not doing a code review. So uh, we'll need uh, things and of course other things like are they digitally signing their releases, uh, which is another important point and also not that difficult to validate in an automated or semi-automated fashion, which is important here because this project, of course, has to scale across all these thousands of open source projects. Anti-malware engines have a long history of vulnerabilities related to decompression. Now, one popular hacker uh, that's often used by malware is UPX. Uh, UPX, very efficient. Also, it has this nice ability to sort of create these self-unpacking files. And uh, yes, uh, one neat feature of UPX sometimes is that even a corrupt UPX file will still unpack itself and run. And in particular, if you have a corrupt file, then of course, you have to be even more careful in how you are, for example, reserving memory and the like. Swiss computer science student David uh, did take a closer look at Bitdefender and how they're dealing uh, with UPX. And uh, well, he found 
10 different memory corruptions and Bitdefender had some quite a difficult time in eliminating them all. Looks like uh, they got all uh, done now. Now initially uh, the discoveries started in July and well uh, with a patch released on November 2nd now and which was the third patch actually was initiated uh, by David's uh, work. Uh, they seem to have all 10 of them covered now. So if you're running Bitdefender, make sure you're up to date because some of these flaws could be used uh, to actually execute code. So they're using your anti-malware to actually launch malware. Then we got an interesting uh, privilege escalation vulnerability in Ubuntu 20.04. So the most current uh, long-term support version of Ubuntu. And uh, the problem here is that it's actually not that difficult uh, to do. It's not straightforward in the sense that it does involve a number of steps, but just uh, following uh, those steps and any reasonable Linux user should be able to do that uh, gets you root on the system. The trick here is that account service daemon has is subject to a denial of service vulnerability that can then be used to actually kill it. And as you're trying to then log in again, the system actually thinks that there are no accounts yet. And it lets you essentially set up a new account from scratch, which then gets you router system access uh, to the machine. A pretty interesting vulnerability. A couple things here went wrong. Uh, like, for example, the denial of service condition, but also that uh, the default response response is to then allow the user to essentially set up new accounts. So definitely something you should uh, trust if you are running Ubuntu with uh, the uh, GDM uh, Windows Manager. If you're just running the server version without any graphical user interface, uh, then you should actually be good. Well, that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again. Tomorrow. Bye.